0: Hey there, welcome back to episode five of the Invest Your Skills podcast with your host, Summer Ames. 2020 has given me a gift. It showed me what I really wanted to do. It showed me how I could make an impact that made me excited, that got me up for work every day, that made me start writing more, that made me start talking more, that made me start being passionate again. There was a lot of soul searching that I spent the first and second quarter of this year doing because travel as we know it changed. And I had to ask myself as an entrepreneur, what do I do next? If you've been following along with me for a while, you know that I launched with a travel nomadic themed brand and now it has completely switched over to be more business related. With my history of climbing the corporate ladder and all the years I've spent going to school and doing everything that I've been told you need to do in order to be successful, I think it makes a lot of sense for me to end up where I am. When it comes down to it, I really am interested in business. I'm just not necessarily interested in working in someone else's business and not getting to be in control. So it makes sense that I'm finding my way, I think I was going to always end up here, but to finally find my way to where I wanted to be, to talk about the things that I want to talk about, to test the ideas I want to test, to work in the area that I'm excited about again. So pivoting this year has really given me a chance to not only think about what what really lights me up and makes me happy, but it also allowed me to retrace my steps. One of the things that I think new entrepreneurs could do better is tracing their steps from the beginning. And this doesn't apply just to people who are teaching other people how to do very specific things that are more maybe business to business related. We are a society where we are always engaging with each other and we are always trying to grow. We are always trying to learn. And the more that we document what we're doing, the better that we can help people, even if it's not what our business focuses. even just to be a better mentor, a better friend, or just someone who enjoys sharing what they've been through in order to help somebody else out. At the end of the day, entrepreneurs, we are people who want to help other people. We want to solve problems. We want to make the world a better place in our own way. And I think by retracing our steps, we give ourselves gifts and we can give others gifts too. So with the pivots in my business this past year, I was able to retrace what steps and what places that I was focusing my attention on starting on my new day one. By the end of this very tactical episode, I'm going to share with you my five tools or resources that I focused on when I started my my startup again on a bootstring budget. But before we get there, I want to make sure that you also know about the traps. There are entrepreneurial traps everywhere they come up at these little shiny ideas they come up in the illusions that we've created about what entrepreneurship and what owning a business means but these very areas can keep us from actually realizing those dreams so let's talk about those first so you can identify if you are falling into any of these shiny traps that towards the end of the episode when we talk about different tools and tactics that you should be spending your bootstring budget money on and your time on you can reassess that later in the episode. Shiny trap number one. Some people never get started in their business because they don't have the money to afford the fancy equipment. When someone tells me they don't have enough money to get started, 90% of the time what I'm hearing is an excuse. They're allowing themselves to say I cannot get started with XYZ because I don't have this you know, enter piece of equipment here. And the reason that I usually call people out on that is that our businesses aren't just about our tools 99% of the time. They're also about connecting with our respective audiences. It's about connecting with each other It's about writing content. It's about building a strategy. It is about so much more than simply the thing that we are going to sell later in our business that is gonna help us be successful. I'm still relatively new to podcasting in comparison to some of the people out there that have had podcasts for so many years. So I'm paying attention to a lot of the types of questions that people that are just starting out get stuck on. And one of the things that I've seen so often is new podcasters Choosing to not get started podcasting because they aren't going to go out of the gate with a super expensive microphone. And what I've learned even in my short time in the podcasting world is a microphone is one of the smaller pieces of having a podcast. Having the fanciest microphone doesn't help me come up with ideas. It doesn't help me practice talking on a microphone. It doesn't help me learn how to understand how to edit. It doesn't help me understand how to be successful at being a podcaster having a fancy microphone doesn't help me figure out how to use social media in order to get my podcast out there to more people that might be able to benefit from the material. If you are starting a business where you don't have to worry about someone's physical safety as a requirement to getting started and moving forward, don't allow the fanciest equipment be the reason that you don't get started at all some of you that work in this next industry type may disagree with me but the next shiny that i don't want you to get stuck on is your logo and your branding now before anyone shows up on my doorstep i'm not saying that these things aren't important what i'm saying is is that these things aren't as important on your day 1 and here's my method and my madness In many of the business groups that I'm in, people get stuck on what logo, what podcast cover, what branding colors they're going to use, four months before they ever get a podcast out, before they ever send an email, before they even start creating the product that they're going to sell, they're already stuck. Let me put it in a different way in case your head is exploding and you're like, no Summer, you're wrong, you're wrong. It doesn't matter what's for dinner if you never show up at the dinner table. If you allow yourself to get stuck on logo and branding to the point that you put out nothing into the universe, that logo and branding problem doesn't even matter. So if that's what's holding you up, I want you to go ahead and remove that off your list of things that are stopping you from getting started and investing your skills. When your business is making money, this is an area that you can absolutely come back to. I know that I started this business on a bootstring budget myself, and I cannot wait to pay my friends over at Fizz Creative, Katie and Jason. I literally cannot wait to work with them. I've worked with them in the past. They have created beautiful logos, beautiful branding, things that I could have never thought of or dreamed myself. Experience has taught me that I want my branding exercises and my logo exercises to be a fun and exciting time and not something that I personally am stressing about. And that's something you should really consider for yourself too. And the third shiny that I don't want you to get stuck on are things that can be changed. For example, I'm going to use the podcast industry again because it's a great example. Podcasters a lot of times have either intro or exit music or both. You'll notice that you're not hearing any on this podcast. And the reason is I couldn't figure out what I wanted or what I liked. And I sat there for days listening to all this different kind of music going, well, I like that, but I don't know if I like that for my brand. Or I like that, but I don't know if it makes sense for what I'm going to be talking about. So I decided to go without This concept is also really relevant if you are going to be vlogging or you're gonna create any kind of audio or video or anything that people are taking in that isn't something that you're simply reading. And the last shiny that you can press pause on when you have a bootstring budget is social media schedulers. At this phase of the game, most of the social media outlets are allowing you to schedule posts directly on their platform. This is important for a couple of different reasons. One, if you have a bootstring budget and you want to schedule out your work so you have more time and so that you aren't working like crazy hours and always on your phone, you can use the schedule that's on their platform. And one of the things that I actually am starting to test is using, for example, the Facebook scheduler. Versus using one of the tools that I am paying for to see if there's any different in metrics for people that interact with my posts. That is a hot topic that we see a lot within the online business and digital marketing industry. Plus, in the interim, there are a lot of free resources that you can be using out there today that you can grow into and that also gives you the opportunity to test out in case it is a product that you may want to purchase in the future. So those are the shinies that I don't want you to get stuck on. And now we're going to go ahead and move into the five tools and things that if I had to start all over again tomorrow, this is where I'm going to put my focus. And when people ask me where they should be putting their focus, these are the places that I am recommending to them too. Don't feel like you need to stop whatever you're doing to go grab a pen so you don't miss out on this. There is going to be a resource link in the show notes for this episode that gives you these five tools as well as some other tools that I recommend that may be more specific to the startup that you're starting or the online business that you're creating. So, moving along, if I were to start all over again tomorrow, the very first thing that I am going to be focusing on in terms of Monetary spend is my website. And as part of your website, there are a couple components that come along with making a website the URL, your hosting, so that people can actually see your website, and then how you build your website. And the reasons that I recommend this first are one, you need to build an online presence. Having a website is not the only way to build an online presence, but it is a default way that, or a default place rather, that many of us go when we're like, who is this? What are they about? What can I learn about them? Many of us go searching for Google and go find that person or that business's website. The other great thing about having a website is you can have that website grow with you. With your website, you can create landing pages, which means you don't have to pay for expensive funnel software. With your website, you can put different pieces of content marketing. You can put your blog post. You can put your podcast show notes. Whatever it is that you're doing to create content for your business, you can have it all hang out right on your website so people are going into Google and you're getting that SEO juice and that you are showing up in searches so people can come and find you. With your website you can add shopping integrations, you can ask course integrations. You can have your website grow with you. And how you choose to use your website is completely and entirely up to you. And last but not least, the website is yours. If you are using a funnel software, the second you stop paying for that software, your stuff is typically gone. If you're using social media and you get locked out, guess what happens? All those people that you were trying to connect with and communicate with, bye, they're gone. They're not able to connect with you on that platform. And I have specifically been through that and I remember freaking out that there was no way that I could talk to anyone because I was relying so heavily on something that I didn't own nor that I could control. Whenever anyone asks me, I always recommend using a WordPress site alongside the Elementor Pro Page Builder. WordPress has been a tool that has been in the industry for as long as I can pretty much remember. The specific tools that I recommend are hosting on a WordPress site and using the Elementor Page Builder. WordPress has been an industry standard for many years, but one of the issues that many people have with it is the learning curve. I'll argue that any software that you select will have a learning curve. And because there are so many things that you can integrate with WordPress, I recommend that you take your learning curve straight to WordPress. Now, if the next concern you have is that you aren't a web developer, that's why I always recommend and use personally the Elementor Pro plug-in with WordPress. It allows me to do a lot of drag and dropping, but also provides a level of customization for when my business grows, when I get somebody that's maybe a web developer in the future that can get more specific, that can use HTML and CSS. Things are very foreign to me. That's all still possible down the road with those tools. There are pros and cons to every single different type of tool you can use. These are just the ones that I recommend that I have also seen a lot. of other people be successful when they use them too. Now, the second tool that I recommend that you focus on with your bootstring budget is your email marketing strategy and platform. As soon as your business is launching, I want you to be building an email list right out of the gate. This episode is not about email marketing. Just know this is somewhere that you should absolutely be starting and I'll definitely have a future episode on it later. Starting an email list, though, gives you the opportunity to start letting your audience get to know who you really are, what value you can bring, what lessons you can teach them, what you bring to the table, right? Start giving the value to everybody out of the gate before you start selling to them. There's not a single person that I know that wants to be sold to out of the gate. They want to get to know you. They want to know if they want to figure out if they even like you or not yet. Starting an email list as soon as you start your business before you have anything to sell is a way to help you get that extra edge over some of your competition who may be late to the game on starting and nurturing an email list before they start selling. Over the roughly last 15 years, I have been a hobbypreneur or an entrepreneur, so I have tried a lot of different email marketing vending platforms. Right now, I think the best platform for somebody who is brand new to email marketing is Flowdesk. Flowdesk allows you to make beautiful emails, You don't need to know how to code, you don't need to really understand a whole lot about email marketing in order to get started. Right now, they are still in beta, so there is a little bit of dust from the work that they're still doing, but I have found that the amount of pros far outweigh the cons that you'll go through from them being a new-to-market software vendor. The other great thing about Flowdesk is that while they're in beta, they are offering a lifetime subscription, $20 a month for unlimited emails, unlimited signups, which is pretty unheard of in the entire email marketing industry. Usually uh, people with big lists can pay huge money to communicate with them all the time. And with Flowdesk having their, their beta launch special pricing for unlimited emails, unlimited everything, that's fantastic. So if you are listening to this episode and Flowdesk is still in beta, definitely take the time to sign on. It's a great price. If you're listening to this episode in the future and they happen to no longer have the beta, I still recommend Flowdesk desk. I'm sticking with them. The third tool that I think you should invest in from the very beginning, even on a bootstring budget, is stock photography. Sure, you are going to be able to find free resources everywhere, but these free resources are overused by so many people. A lot of times the quality is questionable and more times than I can count, especially when I was more on the blogger side of content marketing versus the podcasting side, is that there was pictures that are showing up on some of these free platforms that should have never been there, where the photographer is not getting paid and they're not getting the credit that they deserve for their creative, you know, their, their masterpieces. Here is why I think that stock photography should be something that people think of in the beginning of their business versus something that they do later on. You are going to use stock photography on social media, on email marketing campaigns, freebie creation, course creation, webinars, show notes, blog posts, Pinterest, ebooks, any presentation that you create. Literally everything in your business at some point is going to need a photograph that isn't of you. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you want to use the same picture that everybody else is using that also used a free service? Do you want the same picture of the beach? Do you want the exact same chalkboard picture where you enter your own text? Or do you want something that fewer people are using that will make you look more professional, that will make you look more exclusive? When I say it that way, I bet your feeling about stock photography and having a subscription is going to change a lot. Earlier in this episode, I already shared with you that I have been in some form of business for a long time, and up until last year, I definitely was someone who used a lot of these free sites. But I got frustrated because I had a difficult time finding anything that I liked, and then once I actually found it, I started seeing the exact same picture on everybody else's website too. Fast forward to today, and I religiously use my stock subscription with Ivory Mix. I really love the work that they do, and pretty much 99% of the things that you see that don't include my face, and then even some things that include my face, but maybe on a screen or on a notebook or on a phone or in some other way, it is on stock photography that I got from Ivory Mix. People are going to see your business all over the internet and all over social media. Get started on the right professional foot where you look and you feel confident with the things that you are putting out into the universe that your future clients and customers are going to see too. Our next tool really goes hand in hand with stock photography. So the fourth place that you should be investing your early startup money is in some sort of asset media creator. Depending on what you are building in your business, you may need brochures, Instagram posts, infographics, computer logos, Pinterest pins, flyers, posters, presentations, light video editing, Facebook posts, invitations, Facebook covers, cards, collages. I mean, there are just so many different media assets that you are going to need to create. And getting comfortable with the tool out of the gate can sometimes be difficult. My recommendation for somebody just starting out is Canva. Canva is a tool that, similar to Elementor is to web building, Canva makes creating content that is more visual, very plug and play so that you don't need to be an expert in order to create something beautiful. If you are more advanced or you're already comfortable, I also recommend Adobe Creative Cloud. If you aren't familiar with the tool, however, and you're already stressing about technology, just stick to Canva. I think at some point you're going to find that for you and your business, moving over to Adobe when you have a bigger budget is going to be something you want to do. But There is nothing wrong with starting off with a tool like Canva so that you can create a variety of things without the major learning curve. And speaking of learning curves, this leads us into the fifth tool or the fifth area that I recommend people saving or using their startup dollars for early on. And that's outsourcing. As entrepreneurs, we are always trying to figure out the different new and fun and exciting things to do. We're always looking at the shinies like, ooh, I can do that, ooh, I can do that. And the problem is, a lot of times, we shouldn't be doing that. We should not be taking ourselves out of our genius zone where we are the experts, where we know how to do these things, or where people are paying, paying money to us, not necessarily to chase a shiny. They are paying us to fix their problems or help them fix their problems, right? There are areas that you can spend some outsourcing money on that is going to make a bigger impact than others. And let me go ahead and give you an example of where outsourcing a certain amount of dollars in a specific area is going to provide you a higher rate of return than not. One of the hardest skills that a lot of entrepreneurs face is writing copy. Copy is the words on social media, the words that you're seeing on an ad, Copy is just whatever we are putting out into the world that is words that we as the entrepreneurs want our customers to read, right? entrepreneurs will tell you left and right. They'll build amazing, beautiful, great things, but the problem is no one's buying. And when I go and I go check out the websites and the landing pages and everything else, and they're like, why isn't this working? I point to their copy. I said, well, I don't really know what I'm buying here. Or you didn't evoke an emotion. You didn't do things that make me wanna go buy your product. And they're like, oh, well, what can I do? And the short answer is what you can do is get better at writing copy. But if you're just starting off, writing copy may not be in your genius zone yet. And frankly, writing copy may never be in your genius zone, but wouldn't it be a huge difference to your business if you paid someone to write that Facebook ad that starts generating hundreds and thousands of dollars to your product? Yes, it would. And that's why it is great for you to spend some of your startup money outsourcing things that you aren't good at that are going to be a huge game changer in your business. In order to find people to help you create these things that are taking you out of your genius zone, you can network within communities that you're in, you can reach out on LinkedIn, or you can use resources like Fiverr, which has a whole bunch of people that are on there selling all different types of services that they can provide for you. It's a one size kind of fits all solution if you don't know anybody and you're just looking for something and a lot of times you can get it pretty quick. So those are all five of the tools. I'm going to recap those again. So the five tools or things that I'd focus on if I had to start all over again on a boot on a bootstring budget is I'd invest in a website so that I can build everything that I need for my business. I'd invest in an email marketing tool, stock photography, an asset media creator, and I'd always have a little extra money to outsource the things that'll make a big impact that I am not a genius at. Thank you for tuning in for another week of the Invest Your Skills podcast. I was so glad to have you here with me to talk about tools that I use every day that make a huge impact in my business. And I know they are going to make a big impact in yours as you are investing your skills. Don't forget to visit the show notes so you can get access to all these tools and a few more that I think are really going to help you stand out. I'll see you right back here next week for another awesome episode of Invest Your Skills. I'll see you later.